Heyo! Today we are breaking down this idea of calling in more inconvenience than necessary to situations. And this isn't applicable to everything, but I really want you and me to get better at maintaining, sustaining the frequency at which we choose to operate in, and then allowing people to come in when they can match our frequency instead of us bringing ours down and up and down and up. If someone's got a negative frequency, like, bye. No. And so often when we are going down and up, we're like choosing to go down and then spiral even further because we involve people in the drama and then they're dramatizing all of that. And you think that you're not doing it, but really break it down. Right. I was doing this with like my kids when they would get sick calling, telling everybody, well, we went to the doctor. Oh, we got this diagnosis. Oh my gosh, we're going to miss three days of school. Oh, la, 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 la. calling my mom, calling like, I want to focus on finding a solution. And that's what I focused on last week to start testing this idea. Am I in control of how far this spirals or am I not? And I absolutely am. And it was amazing the results that I got from that, from not involving anyone in the drama, from just allowing it to happen, taking care of business, getting it done and moving on. And for some of us, that's not possible. But like when you're in these moments where you could spiral, what I want you to really think about is who is necessary for the improvement and only involve them in that and only involve them in the details, not the drama. Right? Okay, so if we have to go to the doctor, maybe I need someone to watch my other child. Okay, but we're not going, oh, we have to go to the doctor. Oh my gosh, mom, can you please just help me out? I can't even believe that this is happening. I had to cancel work. I had to do all of this. No, we were going to the doctor, so we need to probably get antibiotics. Can you watch Baylor? Right, or like drama at work. Hey, Christy, I saw that email from Joe and I see that that's an issue. What do we need to do to resolve this? Not, hey, Christy, what a jerk Joe is. I can't even believe that. Like this meeting, here's my side of all of it. Here's all of this. No, like solution based. And then it's not, oh my gosh, friends at drinks later tonight, the seven people that you meet with. Oh my gosh, you'll never believe what Joe said to me. And he's so mean and blah, 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 blah. Like end it. Stop the spiral. See if you could shorten the resolution by just calling in solutions and maintaining your own higher frequency because we're dropping out for the drama. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the 
valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. such a lovely day. The moon, the moon. If you haven't gotten a chance, go ahead and like just bask in the glory of the moon. I can't. I can't even with this moon. How long is it going to be like this? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Full moon. No. no. Oh, it was a full moon on Wednesday. <laughs> So now it's just big and glorious anyways, kind of coming back down off of that full moon high. Anyways, just check it out if you haven't. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is the daily practice of you recognizing how amazing you are. <sighs> big deal, not big deal. No, it's a big freaking deal. You're amazing. You deserve to know how amazing you are. You deserve to bask in the glory of how great you are. And we're going to make you do that because we can't really let you live a lesser life than the one you're already settling for. Come on. Okay. So <laughs> my great thing is, well, I announced it, right? Peopling. Okay. That's a big deal. That is not to be joked around about. That is not some funny little ha 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 people again. I'm an introvert. That is like a I crave and lived off of people's energy for so long. The problem was, okay, the problem was that I didn't acknowledge myself enough to recognize the importance of my own energy and hold that to a higher standard than someone else's. Right. I just go into situations and I'd be like, oh, oh, you're mad and angry and frustrated. Okay. I can be that too. Oh, you're, you're feeling excited and, and optimistic and awesome. Okay. I can be that too. Except for like, that is my norm. Not to say that I don't feel those other emotions, just that like excited and optimistic is very much my normal operating frequency. And so that's, who I need to be around, 
more than less. And I was just constantly adapting to the energies around me. And that has a great way of shaping you into someone you probably don't feel like being, right? It probably just doesn't feel like you and you can't quite explain it in any other way other than that breakdown. And that's truly, you know, where we started this podcast to where we are now, that was how I felt. Like, I don't know who this person is. This doesn't feel like it's supposed to be me. And yet here I am in this very true, very real human existence, existing as this person. But I know deep to my core that this is not who I'm supposed to be in this world. And so how do you heal yourself back there? Well, sometimes it just comes from silencing things. And so I'll hit wanting to people again as a very very great accomplishment because, you know, even more than, okay, I'm just ready. I know who I am. Like, I understand the level of people that I want to manifest and I'm not willing to settle for less than anymore. And I was before, or I was, I I wasn't even settling. I was calling in lesser because that is what I believed I was and what I believed I deserved. And no longer, my good friends. No, no, no. Oh, hello. There's a small child here. Do you want to say hi? No. Uh, You can turn on the TV. Okay, sorry for that interruption. Hey, Bay. Hi. <laughs> there, she said hi. <laughs> so, back to where we were. If I hadn't gone down this path or started asking these questions, I feel like I would have forever been a shell. Forever. I would have just kept wandering through, kind of as a puppet, asking the next puppeteer, who and what I should be forever until the end of time. Like, I don't doubt that at all. And so it is now a great thing to be in a place of confidence in knowing what I want, in knowing and trusting that I won't settle for less than that, that I won't allow energies of lesser value to penetrate my space. Not that I won't ever encounter them, although it's just a place of attraction. And so I really control what I can and do encounter. And we're going to break that down a little bit more today. But sheesh, this like marks and bounds, leaps, bounds, jumps, gallops away from where we started. And I don't know, there's, you know what, I keep coming back to this thought was like, I always thought it was so cool. These people who built like these big, huge industries, these big, huge companies, they were like these amazing people who wrote books. And I was like, wow, how does someone 
work like that? How do they get there? What happens? Where do they get these brilliant ideas? How do they bring them to life? How does that happen? And I could read portions of that, but a lot of this part, the like, okay, I woke up, I had this realization. Okay, now how do I retrain my mind in order to think to that scale? That's the story that I wanted to tell. That's what I didn't believe was being told enough, right? Like, no, from day one, what did you have to do? Because like, don't tell me that this five and five planner came in and and saved your life and you just started writing things down and everything got better because I don't believe it. And I wanted to start testing that. Does that actually work? Which like, yes, absolutely. Manifestation, all of those things, but there's so much more. There are so many layers to this work. It's so mindset and, and body set and just like, all the things. (laughs) And it felt so important to me to tell that story from the very beginning, from the low point, from the breaking point, the multiple that we've had over the years to this place. And I don't, I don't think that there's any better place than where I am right now. This feel so amazing and so aligned and I'm so excited to even be in this place where I can start adding people to the team, to the concepts to figure out how this all pieces together and how to keep making this make sense. And, you know, like maybe the reason that I Well, I wasn't attracting those people because I wasn't in a place where I could attract people who could believe in me because I couldn't believe in myself. And so this idea that I wasn't believing in myself, right, projected and attracted people who didn't believe in me either. And it's madness. And it doesn't happen overnight. And that's exactly why I wanted to tell this entire story, like the rebuilding of how you think is crazy. The rebuilding of how you human, of pushing your own human existence, like, come on. This is not some weak moving stuff. This is not something that you go to a treat and fix in a weekend. This is showing back up to do the work. This is choosing self-work. And if you're not ready for that, if you don't want that, then just step out. Yeah. Because it's it's not work for the week. Self-work is not just like posting that you read some book and it changed your life. It's I read some book and I read some other book and I listened to this podcast and I listened to this song and I read this book and I watched this movie and I listened to this podcast and then I started writing about it and then I started journaling and then I started all of these things and then I started and then all of a sudden I broke through and I found a new place and I finally tapped into this higher power and I finally understood that I could create my own life and In fact, I am the creator of my own life. In fact, I am not the one who controls exactly where we go and how fast we get there. 
right? But I am creating beauty in my life and I am fully capable of doing that. And however you get there, the thing I know to be true is that you will get there if you continue putting your energy there. But if you just keep tapping in and out, and even though that's where you may be for a little while, okay, there are moments But the more that you tap in, the more that you dive in, the more that you read and investigate and and find what speaks to you, the more you will attract that is consistent with that energy. So that's where I'm feeling like, hey, we understand or we're at least in a better place with the energy. And we're in a place where we actually believe in what I'm doing. And in how powerful it is. And so, like, I don't think that I could have ventured into the world in a secure place where I was attracting anything that would benefit me anyways. And here we are. Peopling again. Okay, that's my great thing. Peopling again. It's still blowing my mind. It's It was, like, spoken so clearly and so funny. It's so funny because it's just like, uh, uh, okay, Hannah. Like, no, it's, that's the only way to describe it. And I'm not going to describe it as anything different. And I am going to tell people that. Uh, and I have. Like, I'm ready to people again. Okay, so go ahead and ground yourself in all of your greatness. Take time, do it every day. If you want to take 10 minutes, if you want to take five minutes, if you want to take four seconds, then just make sure that you're doing it, okay? The repeated effects of calling attention to your greatness will call more in. Test it. Dare you. I dare you. Okay. Okay. So today I wanted to talk about this very significant thing that happened. And obviously we've been (laughs) working on becoming the creator (laughs) of our lives, on understanding energy to that level, this idea of manifesting and creating the life that you want in truly shifting from a place of doubt into a place of belief. And so (laughs) I started to test that concept last week, really diving into that. Am I calling more drama into my life or less? And am I in control of that? And so one morning, one of my children woke up not feeling well. Obviously, we're in a state of our nation right now where a child not feeling well means that they shall stay home, which I don't know that that shouldn't have always been the norm, but I will go ahead and say that there were multiple times when I was in positions before where work came first, child came second, Tylenol, and off you go. And if I get called from work, it would be extremely inconvenient, but I suppose I could come and get this sick child that I sent knowingly sick to your institution. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I had, I didn't have things sitting quite right. Right. But What I realized is my normal path of existence is this. And this is probably a normal path for most of us. Child gets sick. I call 
everyone let them know child is sick. There's really no reason that they need to know. There's nothing that they can help me with. I just want to vent about how inconvenient it is or about how much it sucks or about how many kids are probably going to get sick or I don't even know. Right? But like that was the norm. Call everyone, mom, dad, sisters, brother, if no one else answers. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> well, brothers just don't, they don't mom as well. Anyways, whatever. Sorry, brother. But call everyone, let them know. Kid is sick. Maybe do a post even. Uh, and boom, go. What now? Well, this is, this is it. This is, this is where we get, right? This is what I realized last week. Am I asking for this to last longer than it needs to? Am I requesting that there be more drama surrounding this than necessary? Am, in other words, am I attracting a bigger inconvenience by continuing to speak to it? Right? By continuing to post about it, by continuing to, like, add layers to what this already was. Am I creating that. So that's what I asked and that's what I tested. This would be the first instance where I called no one, where I told no one about the sickness, where it really was just a blip on the radar. It was even a sickness that we had to go to the doctor for to get antibiotics, but told very minimal people, only the people that it would affect a scheduling thing, right? That it might conflict with what I had going on. Those are the only people that know. And that was as simple as oh, this child is not feeling good and we'll have to reschedule. That wasn't like, a, oh, my kid's not feeling good. And so what a dramatic thing. I would hate to get all of you sick. Oh my gosh, I don't know how long they'll be sick for. It was a, my child is sick. We'll have to reschedule. Let me know what works. Right? And it wasn't like, oh, me calling my mom, asking these questions that she doesn't have the answer for, that she doesn't know. I know how to deal with this, right? We've been around the bin. And the only time that I need to involve anyone else is when I don't know. But that's not what I was using people for. I was using people as a sounding board, right? I was using people as an opportunity to sort of send this woe is me out into the universe. And as a result that is usually the experience that I would have with a sickness. Woe is me, it would last seven days instead of two, and it would inconvenience my entire existence. It would throw off schedules for days on end. It would complicate things. It would mess things up. It would ruin all of the things that we had planned, everything. Like we would cave into the sinkhole. But I realized that I was adding to the sinkhole. And that I was causing us to cave even further. And so this is what I experimented with. Okay? Are you ready? <laughs> I said, all right, we're not going to add to this drama. We're going to take care of what we can take care of. We're not going to involve people. We're not going to call and complain because maybe the prescription is taking longer than I thought that it would. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to handle this sickness 
as what it is. It's a sickness. We need to treat it and we need to move on. And literally, this was the shortest sickness that this child has ever encountered. And it was probably one of the more severe. But I wasn't calling in more drama than necessary for what was going on. I wasn't involving more people to sink us even deeper into the sinkhole, right? Because what happens? Well, they talk to, you know, maybe I tell my mom and then my mom tells my sister and then my two sisters talk about it. And then maybe they talk to my sister-in-law and then maybe they are talking to their coworkers about it. And then like, imagine, right? All of this negative energy sort of brewing atop this child for an already negative or chaotic situation. When like, what if... We didn't involve people until people were necessary. Or we only involved the people who we knew could be on this level. Who we knew could take us to a better place with this. And they might say, well, yeah, she's sick, but she'll get better. I mean, kids are pretty resilient and it'll be great. Or, oh, they're sick. But I don't think that it's anything to to stand up and shout about. I don't think that we need to involve other people. I don't think anyone else could help. And it is just the situation that we're in. There isn't really much to do here. Right? And this is a very specific example, but then I started to realize my intuition would tell me to not involve people, to not call someone, Right? I'd be like, oh, I should call them. And we've been working on this, right? Like, I attract, I don't chase, I attract, I don't chase. And so if if you're not calling me, I, I need to go ahead and assume, or we're not in contact, or you're not texting me, I need to go ahead and assume that you're not on the energetic level that I am. And I don't have to question that. My intuition tells me that. I'm constantly creating the life that I want. And so I'm calling the people who can match that vibration. I'm calling those people in. And so they'll show up and they'll be in that place. And what I realize is like, I don't even have some people, people are attracted to the light that I am. And this will be the same for you. People are attracted to the light that I am. And so when they experience that light, when they're capable of bringing themselves up to that level, then they'll interact with me. But when they're not, and as I started to track this back, I was like, holy crap, that's just it, right? I was trying to engage with people who weren't ready, who weren't capable of attaining that level. And so they wouldn't engage. And then I'm like, oh no, I feel rejected. Oh no, what's wrong with me? I better change me. I better match them because that's the norm, right? We're like, okay, must be something I did. Must be something that's wrong with me. I better adapt. I think it's the opposite. If you're sustaining this higher energy level, if you're sustaining and maintaining This way of life, right? It's not all positive, but like your majority vibration is a higher vibration 
of attraction, then there's nothing wrong with you. Then everything is actually right with you. And other people (laughs) are trying to work their way up to that. And so if they're not constantly around, it's not because you're too much or you're too anything. It's because you attract what you are. And we got to fine tune that frequency. And if we're bouncing in and out, like I have probably been for about the last, I would say at least six months, if not a year, this sort of bouncing in and out of believing, then we're going to continuously attract probably opposites all the time. And for me, it's so rejection-based. There's so much a part of me that wants to just dive in and absorb that energy and be that lower energy just so I could prove to myself that I can raise a person's energy, that I am capable of saving them. You can't save them and I can't save them either. People have to decide where they're at. And that's what's beautiful about the law of attraction, about this manifestation. Like once you understand that it's you, everything you're attracting is you. That you could run away and you could go to a different place. You could make something else happen for yourself. But you are still going to bring that same energy no matter where you go. And so you're like, oh no, how do I keep getting into these situations? How do I keep attracting such negative, crappy situations? It's your energy. You attract what you are. And that is such a hard pill to swallow. And for me, I'm like, oh no, someone's rejecting me. Yikes. Ah, ah, We got to go get them. I better call them. I better text them. I wonder if they're doing okay. I wonder if I can solve this relationship. I wonder if they want what I have to offer. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if I could just make them like me. Why don't they like me? What am I doing wrong? I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm doing nothing wrong. Except for questioning who I am. And what I'm about. Right? It's not really questioning whether or not someone wants to engage with this. It's questioning whether or not I'm worth engaging with. And I don't have to question that. I am worth it. And I am worth it to this level. Right? To this high energy, optimist, adventurous, enthusiast level. And if you don't have that within you, right, then we probably don't attract. Then we probably don't vibe. And maybe, just maybe, we are the reason We experience discomfort because we're trying to hold on to things. We're trying to make things happen that aren't meant for us purely out of ego. No, I can't lose this person. I can't lose another person. I can't. What if this person never comes back? Let everybody flow. 
And once you let go of that control of those other people, because you don't have any control over them at all, you only have control over your own energy and you attract what you are. And so if we let go of those other people, we could actually attract them when they're ready to be on our level. And when I go back and examine, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that is when I get people. People don't come to me when they're like low and lost and not feeling like ready or capable. People come to me when they are ready to freaking roll. When they are needing someone to get behind them and push them and be excited for them and free them. That's when people come to me. And I don't have to question whether or not people are ready. I just need to maintain this level. Sustain. Stay up here and call in people who are up here with me. Ready to high vibe and move. And I don't have to question whether or not those people are coming to me because here I am. And I can assume, right, that people just aren't ready for that. That they aren't ready to be on that level. But when they are, they'll reach out. And maybe they just have a glimmer of it. But they'll reach out to continue that glimmer, to like ask another question that might lead them closer to where they need to go, right? And that's the beauty of you sustaining that level. That's the beauty of you controlling how much you allow yourself to spiral in moments of challenge. Are you calling everyone in your black book to tell them about the terrible things? As much as you are for the wonderful. Because I doubt it. Right? We spend so much of our energy in this negative wave of emotion. In this wanting people to feel bad for us when we're going through something. And we're not even used to calling people to feel good for us when something's going right. I would say if you just averaged out the conversation, probably 80% is spent in the negative or in the woe is me or in the, oh no, I need a fix for this. Oh no, how do I fix this? Oh no. And I am perfecting <laughs> or improving that. If something's wrong, it is a, how do we fix it? And then take action and get it fixed. Not spin around in all of the drama about it. Because I like to look at who I'm attracting, who comes to me when I am in those spin moments, and then look at who I'm attracting when I am in these higher frequency moments, right? And then it's just about finding those higher frequency people, conversations, and thoughts, and staying there as much as you possibly can, and realizing when you are out of system, and making sure that you're not allowing yourself to spin even further out, right? By protecting yourself from the involvement of everyone else. You're the creator, period. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, 
me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.